floating on a boat to France Down at Tuxhorn's barn dance I am not sad nor forlorn I'm sitting here shacking corn Not our usual theme music on the program, but it does give you a little insight into what you'll be enjoying this weekend, a special production based upon Sangamon's songs. That is a song cycle put together by local singer, songwriter, and musician Tom Irwin, who is here in studio with us along with his collaborator on this project. Welcome to both of you. Thanks so much for being here. Thank you, Jim. Tom, I'm going to start with you. Uh, People, I'm sure, have heard of Sangamon's songs. It's been out for a while now. But this, this stage adaptation is new. So let's get, get start with the origins of Sangamon songs and how that came about in the first place. Yeah, sure. Um, there was a, well, I found a diary in our farmhouse uh, that was written in 1893 by this young boy named uh, Harry Glenn Ludlam. 1893, when he was 16 years old, he wrote this diary. And then uh, from August until February of 1894, and then when his family left, he left his diary there. My great-grandfather bought that, the farm, so to speak, and uh, ended up there in the pie tin cabinet, as he said. I found it, you know, in 2006, literally. I mean, it had been there for years, but no one really read it. I went out, I was out of UAS. Well, were people aware that it was there and just hadn't really bothered yes. to dig, delve too deeply into it? Yes, in our farmhouse, and we've lived yeah. there for years. So, I mean, you'll, you know, it's just kind of odd place, right? You'll find a Star Wars to- toy next to some old kerosene lamp, right? Everything's just sure. kind of been there. So, uh, people had looked at it, but no one really had ever taken the time to read it. So, I was working on uh, graduate studies. I got my degree out there at UIS, and I wanted a project for the end of it. So, I was going to turn this into like a book, like, you know, study up what shucking corn meant and then write about it. And then I started writing songs and it progressed into the, um, the whole cycle. And just, I would just take entries basically that he, uh, had written about in the, in the journal and turn those into songs. And it formed a real dramatic arc. We talked about that before. It's kind of, it actually just did it itself in the diary. Well, because the, the song we just heard is called Corn to Shuck, yes. which in and of itself doesn't necessarily seem all that dramatic, but, no, it but, but it is building to something. Yes, it is. <laughs> it was quite a chore back then. Everybody was shucking corn, as they say. And then by the end, the poor guy's grandma dies and they sell the whole farm and he has to leave and goes to the state of Washington and never returns. Uh, and as and you, left his diary. <laughs> as you look at some of the titles here, uh, Hurrah for the World's Fair, What Went On Last Night, When the Gypsies Camped on Prairie Creek, yeah. you, you start to see that, that yes, this uh, this quiet sort of average life here in yeah. central Illinois had had a lot of uh, adventure and surprises in it. Yeah, one of the most fascinating ones. I read that article, and that's how I did it, right? I would just copy all the pages of the journal, and one day I'm reading, uh, you know, it was rainy, and then we shut corn, and mom and Paul. All went to town, and a whole lot of gypsies camped down on the creek, and their dogs got in a sheep, and I just shot it, but my rifle missed fire. I'm like, you know, you're like, what? <laughs> Tell me more. So then we did research, found out these gypsies were actually people from southern Indiana that were poor and traveled around. So it is, you know, it just kept, I did a lot of things to find out about it. But yes, it had a just. Lots of things going on underneath the surface. As you've noted, this came out in 2012, an acclaimed collection. You actually uh, were listed among the best folk albums of the year and got played on folk radio stations. And uh, and so that in and of itself would would be impressive. But now you've decided to to take this to the next stage and to bring this song cycle to life as an actual dramatization. How did that all come about? Well, uh, I'd thought about it for years. And and as John, my friend here, John Arden, he was had heard the thing and he uh we got talking about it one day and I, as you tell the story john what's better is like uh you asked me have you ever thought about it doing it in a play i'm like yeah all the time <laughs> just never did it so 
So, uh, so John, how did you decide to finally light the fire under him to make well, this happen? Uh, you know, after after hearing Tom, you know, play it at some of his gigs in town, play some of the songs, and I liked them so much, and he gave me the CD. More than just good songs, I noticed that the CD had a real, a real dramatic arc to it, like we've said, and and it just called out to be a play and. Uh, at a certain point last fall, I said, now, Tom, you've been talking about doing this for a long time, but you never get around to it. What if I take a crack at it? And I've been a writer most of my career. I'm also a lawyer, um, and I've been in uh, legal publishing, so I've been writing for 35 years. But um, but just the last three years, I've been working down here for the Illinois Supreme Court. And uh, so, so I got to meet Tom, and... Uh, you know, I sat down with this, and I talked to somebody who's a friend of mine in, in the Chicago area uh, who's in theater, and I said, do you think there's any anything here? Because I won't bother to write it up unless you tell me that that there's a story here. And she said, after listening to the album and she read Tom's dissertation and, and all that, she said, I think there's a real a real story here that should be told. And, you know, these one- and two-man shows are now very popular in theater and uh and she said i think this this really calls out to be to be produced so so that's so what i did is, is this a, a musical in the sense that we we think about it i mean are, are characters singing these songs while they're going through the the, the dramatic uh, plot development or or how does it actually unfold then on stage well uh well um actually what what we decided to do was to um was to really make it a two-person, uh, a, a two-character show, and so we've got Tom as the narrator, and he and he plays his guitar and he sings the songs, and then we have Harry, you know, who is who's the sixteen-year-old boy from eighteen ninety-three, and so he he'll come out and he'll he'll read the diary entries, and then saw uh, and then Tom will sing the songs that came from those entries. I see. So it's kind of a back and forth. And, you know, the more I thought about it, I and the more I told people about this project, what they really liked was the idea of Tom finding the diary as much as the as the as the backstory or the front story, you might say, of the of the sixteen year old boy. So I tried to make it so that um we were concentrating on on Tom's relationship to Harry, how they grew up in the same house, how they had the same interests, they had the same experiences, and how it meant so much to Tom to kind of find this historical forerunner in his life. And, and Tom, you, you have a connection not just to Harry, the real 19th century teenager, mm-hmm. but to Harry, the actor on stage with you. Yes, I do. Uh, and you do, too, because you know him, right? Uh, John uh, Gifford Irwin, he goes, uh, John Irwin, people know him as out, I think, uh, in the Muni, his first uh, music man he was in yep. that. Uh, and now he lives up in Chicago. So And he also did this. We did a brief uh, one-off of this in 2012 out at the in the park and John portrayed Harry so and he's a singer and that's what he's doing working on his music up there so one thing we did do that I add to what John said because uh, we kind of struggle with that people have asked me he's like well 
does Uncle Ed, is Uncle Ed a character? Because Uncle Ed's all over this thing, you know, because he was actually in there. Are there gypsies? Because yes, everybody wants right. gypsies in a, in a show. Exactly. But. We're, we're, that's the movie, right? When yeah. we, we get the film, we'll have the gypsies. It'll be a little more. But at this point, it's because all that stuff's mentioned in the songs. But we do have John come out and sing some of the songs because I wrote a lot of these in first person. And when I sing them, then that's, you know, I'm singing them. But now it was, we, we integrated this idea of, well, John would sing a verse and I'd sing a verse or he'll come out and talk to the crowd and, and sing in character while I play the music. So that was kind of the, I don't say the dilemma, but how we how we decided to make it, you know, dramatized it there, I guess. And you, you've got a little bit of musical ensemble work yes. accompanying you on this, too. Sure do. Uh, there's a, a J.D. Wilson. He's a, the Illinois Tar Heel, he, call, he calls himself, moved up here from North Carolina. Uh, we have uh, friends, and he's going to play mandolin and uh, various instruments. And then my wife, Teresa O'Hare, she plays, of course, the piccolo and the flute and the Irish whistle on some songs. Um, so we'll have a, that, and we're also there's a, the, the other thing that we've added in this theater out there, the Salem on on Seventh uh, is you know uh, Sean McKinney just built this theater there out of nothing, and at the stage and lights and acoustic walls and sconces and old uh, uh, movie seats from a 1938 theater that used to be in in Petersburg. So we built all that, and uh, and there's a beautiful screen. So we're gonna we have been taking uh, projecting actual images of the diary so you can read them and see oh, how yeah. I what he's talked about the gypsies and then what I wrote the song about it. We've also pictures of the World's Fair, things like that. You know, the you've heard of Little Egypt that danced up there at the fair and the, how big the Ferris wheel was and all that stuff. So so it's kind of a I guess what do they call that? Multi multimedia multimedia. multimedia. Wow. <laughs> I'm in a multimedia production Tim. Oh, that's exciting. John, where where does this go from here? You're uh, again gonna be performing this in Petersburg. We'll give all the details on it in just a moment moment here, uh, but do you see this show being uh, uh, performed in in other venues and, and maybe regionally? or yeah, yeah, I really hope so. And I know Tom's gotten a couple people in local theater saying, you know, maybe we could do, do mm-hmm. more around here. But I also have some contacts up in Chicago who... Who think that it's it's doable for some some, some uh, theater company up there? So Very who knows? You know, it, we could have we you know we could franchise it uh, eventually. <laughs> you know, I want Brad Pitt to play me in a movie. Okay. <laughs> uh, in the meantime, it'll be your chance to see this unfold on the stage and say you were there at the very beginning, there coming we up this weekend in Petersburg. So tell us again exactly when, where, and how people can see Sangamon songs brought to life on stage. Yes. Uh, be this Saturday at 7 p.m. Uh, this Sunday at 3 p.m. is the second show. Uh, the theater is called Salem on 7th. It's on, for our folks around here, it's on the west side of the Petersburg Square. Okay. Inside, next to the Crazy Daisy store. All right. And so uh, can people just get tickets at the door? Should they get them in advance? I don't know how large a venue this is. So, yeah. And it could fill up. It could fill up. Uh, you can get them, yeah, uh, the number, what is 217-632-7089. You That's can correct. talk to Bev there at the Crazy Daisy. And then... Uh, uh, yeah, the my-showtickets.com, yeah, right? Yeah, my-showtickets.com. And also, people can and go you can to your website, right. and, and you've got information there, too. And sure that's do. that's TomIrwinMusic.com. That's uh, easy to remember. So you can go there, read about it, or again, 632-7089, or just come out to Salem on 7th. But again, you might want to get there early for the 7 o'clock performance Saturday evening or 3 p.m. Sunday afternoon, because those tickets could go fast and could yes. fill up very quickly. There'll be so. a lot of demand to, uh, to see Sangamon Songs, uh, claimed music collection now brought to life on stage with Tom Irwin and his son and the help of collaborator John Arden. Gentlemen, thank you both for being here. Appreciate it. Good luck with the show. Thank you so much.